It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Welcome to Chalk Here Bar and Grill Podcast. Jeff and John taking with you live from upstairs studio in the snuggery along the Gulf Coast of Mexico with me from the wilds of Pennsylvania, Carol Cole. How you doing, Carol? Oh, you know, allergy ridden, but okay. Allergy ridden. What kind of allergies? What are we allergic to? How do they manifest? Oh, the outdoors. Just the outdoors. I'm allergic to grass. And usually the only like sweet spot for me about winter is that my allergies calm down, but it's been unseasonably warm here and then very cold. So like it's everyone is just miserable here in Pennsylvania if you have allergies. So oh, I thought they, they, they were all just miserable because your allergies were <laughs> so bad. It made the whole rest of the state miserable. <laughs> That's just this household, maybe possibly the block, but <laughs> So, uh, Carol, before we get into, we got we got a topic. We're going to be talking about uh, failure. Um, before we get into this, you you probably don't know that I started a, a small business down here on the beach. You um, did. I've talked about it in some episodes recently. It's uh, Jeff's Eye Patch Wooden Leg and Hook Emporium. I've got a little uh, little kiosk down on the beach. Um, I was anticipating a lot of pirate business. Um, you know, guys or, or, or lasses, wenches, I don't know, um, are out in battle and they, uh, they lose an eye or a, or a hand or a, or part of a leg and they need a, they need an eye patch or a hook or a, or a peg leg. Um, I would, I would do a, a artisan kind of version of them that kind of met their needs. And it was just kind of, kind of really small, small batch artisan work. And, um, and so the place we've been up and running for about a month now and, uh, big news. Some of you probably already saw this, um, bought an ad for the big game, uh, the Super Bowl. I don't think I'm technically allowed to say that they might oh, sue me. Wow. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> if some of you saw the, uh, the 32nd ad that Jeff's, uh, eye patch, wind leg and hook emporium had during the, the recently played Super Bowl, um, you might be pretty, pretty impressed. It took me, it took me, um, Look, it took a lot of effort and money and alcohol to get uh, Johnny Depp to uh, to appear in pirate costume in my in my in my ad. But uh, I think it was well worth it. I think, you know, up until the up until the ad ran, we hadn't had any actual sales at Jeff's Eye Patch, Wooden Leg and Hook Emporium. And so I thought I thought business would really be booming once the once the ad ran. But uh, we're, we're only open a a few hours 
um, a week because, you know, I've got other things to do and I don't really post the hours. Um, but I do have a little, a little, uh, a little notepad at the, at the Emporium. People can leave their email addresses and stuff if they, if they stop by the kiosk when I'm not there. So I'm, I'm hoping when I get down there again, after, after the big game has been played, that there'll be a, a lot of people looking for eye patches, wooden legs and, uh, and hooks. So, uh, well, so that's what, I, that's what I've been doing. I would suspect people will just be plucking out their eyes in order to come down and have a reason. I, I thought so. I, I, <laughs> I really, I really hope business picks up. I, I, I would hate for it to fail. Um, speaking of failure, <laughs> um, before we get into failure, we got to catch up on, uh, on the playful change challenge. Uh, last we spoke, you had no fucking idea what your playful not, change was going to be. Not a freaking clue uh, in the world. <laughs> and then, uh, many then, sleepless uh, nights. Many, I'm many, sure many. you've been. I'm sure you've been worried about it. The whole family. I wish fretting. that was a lie, but it's really not. <laughs> Just like I don't. <laughs> how does how does your anxiety over not being able to figure out your playful thing how how is it impacted how has it manifested itself with your family. Um, are they all just cowering when they walk? Were they all cowering when they walk oh, by no. you? Oh they're or? so used to ignoring me. Like so, oh, it's good, like good. It, not even a blip on the radar. Um, my older daughter was like, "Why are you asking me?" <laughs> so well, I, I was some inspiration, man. She's like, "No, I, this is not where you come for that." I, I was I was very worried, but then a, a few days ago, I got an email that ended uh, cryptically that you you found your playful thing. Um, so yes um yeah that's what my husband said i'm like i told jeff i found my playful thing and he's like okay i don't know if he needs to know that but yeah oh i read that i read it to tasha and she just giggled um (laughs) for myself i found my playful thing i must have been i mean it must have been shortly after birth that i found it yeah it's sooner for dudes became became very interested in it around the age of uh of 10 or 11 and uh um have been fully engaged with it ever since but uh i'm I'm, you know everybody everybody develops at their own pace so um i'm glad you found your playful playful thing what what might it be (laughs) uh mine is (laughs) what might it be you never know these days mine is bullet journaling that's bullet journaling um does this have anything to do with firearms no it does not what is bullet journaling? Um, bullet journaling is like a cross between like a planner, like a daily planner and a uh-huh. journal. And it's got several different formats, which in the beginning kind of tweaked me out because I was like, I don't I don't know which one to pick. It's not going to be correct. What if I pick the wrong one? Then I'm stuck with this thing that I don't want to do. But what I did was I bought a graphing paper notebook Mm-hmm. you know like those composition books like the old school ones you used to get but it's graphing paper so sure. i'm now, just what, what, kinda... what size are we talking about are we talking uh eight and a half by eleven are we talking uh, uh three yeah. by six uh five no, by like seven by eleven okay okay yeah like a standard composition book sure okay but i get to like you can draw out like how like so i just keep like playing with like okay what do i want to keep track of every day because my big thing about the playful challenge was i'm like i can't manage my time the way i it I am like with what I have on my plate where am I going to stick this extra thing in and then I really I actually kind of like to bullet journal I like to hand letter I'm not good at it but I like to do it Mm -hmm. so um, bullet journaling kind of 
um, incorporates like doodling, hand lettering, bulleted lists, which is how I live my life. Otherwise, I've got no idea what's going on. Sure. Um, Graph paper, are we talking uh, eighth inch uh, squares, quarter inch squares? What size are the squares on your graph paper? I think these are eighth inch squares. They're small. Yeah, so probably eight to an inch, that sounds. Yeah, Yeah. like I map out my little calendar, like my monthly calendar, and then every day it's like, it's so you, you know I'm not in the groove yet, but I'm I'm getting you, again. You, you drew a whole a whole cal you you. I, I tell that's tell, so yeah I know I could have printed it out, but it's so fun to like get your ruler out and make all the straight lines. Okay, yeah, and then sure. You get to write it. It's so much fun. Like, Are you using so multiple fun. colors? Oh yeah, flare pl- pens galore. It's a good time. <laughs> all the colors. Yeah. All the flare pens. I have uh, to get highlighters. I like the erasable ones, though, because, oh, that makes me nervous with the highlighting. Erasable highlighters? That's a thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Hey, listeners, sidebar listeners, uh, plug your ears, Carol. Uh, Carol is smiling more in the last three <laughs> minutes when we've been talking about bullet journaling than I've seen her smile um, in all the episodes she's been on so far. So um, that that uh, truly tells me that this is a this is a playful thing to her. Um, so yes. let's see, you're doing you're doing like the outline, you're doing a count, cal- you do a calendar. So you do like the yeah. outline in one color. Are you doing the days of the week in a different color? Yeah, right now I'm kind of going back and forth. So nothing said mm-hmm. that's the playful part sure. too. Yeah, absolutely. I get to play around because otherwise I have a panic attack. Like, what if I pick this color and then I don't like it later on? Mm-hmm. I can change it. Sure. It's groundbreaking for me. And, it really and so is. what else what else goes on in the bullet journal? You got you got calendars, you got Yeah, like you, got you have your lists. calendar. Yeah, like my like scheduled things, appointments, you know, that kind of thing. And then I'm not exactly sure what I want to keep track of. Like I'm trying to do like little homeschool things, like just keeping a note of what I would like to do with my kids that day. And then it's something like, you know, drink water. Sure. Like just like my personal goals for the day. And then there's there's all like little icons you can use. So you make like little check boxes next to all the things on your list. And uh-huh. you can either like check it off as finished you could cross it out because it was canceled or you can make this little arrow that like points to the next day which means you're just moving it to the next day then do you have to redraw it on the next day yes okay um (laughs) this um i am i am overjoyed that you (laughs) have so much apparent glee over this and i find it very perplexing um because if you did it digitally it would be so much easier well, um, it doesn't stick in my brain if it's digital if sure. i do it oh yeah i i totally get that too i have to write it down but see then i take my calendar and then i have to input it into my phone because i'm going to forget what's written on the calendar and the phone will remind me but if i just put it in the phone it'll never get there because i'll pick up my phone and instantly be distracted like what did i pick up my phone for and then i'm shopping for things on amazon and it's just it goes awry Sure. Are there going to be calligraphy pens involved at some point? I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Right now I just do the hand lettering calligraphy, Mm -hmm. which is like cheating. Sure, sure. Well, well, I mean, as we record this, Valentine's Day is coming up. So uh, true. So uh, true. Hint, hint, if uh, anybody happens to be listening. 
Well, and and he was just away from me for two and a half weeks. So you know what I mean? Like now would be the time to yeah. convince him that he still likes me. Yeah, yeah, sure. Now now that you find your now that you found your playful thing, it'd be good to, good to convince now, him to he was like, Thank God. <laughs> yeah, mystery solved. <laughs> He's like, I've been looking for it for years too. It's like nothing works. So the playful, the playful um, change challenge is on for, for you. I can't wait to, uh, I, I, I hope I get, I get screenshot. No, they wouldn't be screenshots because they're not on a screen. I hope I get a, <laughs> I get a, I get a picture or two emailed to me about what this, what this looks like. Cause uh, I'm having a hard time visualizing doing all that work to make a list. But um, the fact that you find it joyful is, <laughs> is, is, is and like doodling on it and drawing mm -hmm. on it and you know stylistically formatting it all of, it's like it's like my morning meditation you know like sure. that's what yeah so it's it's kind of therapeutic huh oh yeah because yeah. let me tell you squirrels at a rave all day over here because i've got you know at any given point and usually yeah. it doesn't matter what i try to do i will be interrupted so i need like a base plate like okay i remember uh -huh. that i wrote in purple today that i you know that i needed to clean out the fridge and then I remember because there's a color. I remember doodling it. It's perfect. Ah, now the whole clean out the fridge thing. Let's talk about that. Does stuff go, the stuff in the fridge that uh, is going to be leaving the fridge, does that go down the garbage disposal? Does that go into some sort of a compost system? Um, straight to the, in the trash? Garbage, in the, okay, okay. I just <laughs> wanted to know if there was. I don't have system. a garbage disposal. I mean, you got two kids. They That's true. Can, like, eat this. Listen, yeah, no. no, they don't. They, I make the meals and they don't eat it. Like my my niece spends a lot of time here now because um, um she's gone cyber school for the rest of the year and I'm I'm helping her with her schoolwork. And then next mm -hmm. year, yeah, next year her mother agreed to let her be homeschooled, which is a big hooray. But like she's here, so I'm always I'll like make her breakfast and lunch. And I said, yes, I like doing these things for you because you let me. My children will like yell at my. I make you something to eat uh, you know I get like that response and then if I make I'll just try to make them something and then they just don't eat it it's very frustrating that's very yeah that's that that leads to a fridge full of uneaten stuff oh yes yes that I have to then write in purple to clean out the fridge because nobody <laughs> ate it now do you, do you have like clean out the fridge in purple and then you got a, do you have a picture of uh do you draw a picture of the refrigerator and then an arrow to the uh to the garbage can or do yeah, you just, yeah. just clean out the fridge is that just See? enough Well and it depends on the mood you're in Okay okay Like if I don't yeah. feel like doodling it I don't have to yeah. But if yeah, I yeah, want to I mean, doodle it I can doodle I mean listen people if 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 <laughs> doodling was mandatory um that would be a harsh world to live in where yeah, where you have yeah. to sit down you have to force yourself to sit down and doodle for 20 minutes that would that would be a every doodle would just in. be an angry face yeah 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 i would want to <laughs> with a, a smiley face with the eyes x's for eyes because they're dead <laughs> um yeah that would be a good thing um okay so the show is half over we might as well start talking about our topic um so we were we were going to talk about uh failure so how do we get there from here how do we get there from here? Well, my kids who won't eat the food that I make them. Sure. Those kids. Those kids. So we were having a discussion, coincidentally making food the other day. <laughs> <laughs> if it's their idea, they'll eat it. Um, but uh, especially the little one, like we were, you know, every time we're cooking or we're doing something, there's always math involved. If you ask my youngest, she will tell you that mommy does nothing but math. Uh, I get that's my MO. 
But she was like, I was asking her a question and I really just wanted to know how she was thinking about it, like what her thoughts were. And, you know, she immediately went into like, I don't know. I don't know. Leave me alone. It's like, relax. I don't like you can be wrong. It's fine to be wrong. And then she just started um, like throwing out random answers. And I was like, listen, it's you can be wrong. Like just I it's OK if you're wrong. And then we got into a whole discussion about how failing is very important because it's a step towards understanding something. Sure. It was, and I think they get confused because I'll tell them that it's okay to be wrong. But when they start just like spit firing guesses at me, I'm like, stop, 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 stop. And I was like, I don't mind that you're wrong. But when you spit fire guesses at me, I was like, you're just trying to be right. You're not trying to understand. So, like, we ended up having, like, this conversation about how when you do something the wrong way, you can go back and think about how you thought it and then change it from there. And that's how you kind of change your thought process. And that's what leads you to getting a correct answer or whatever. Um, to which was funny. She, like, a little switch, like, clicked on and immediately she wanted to do math homework. Like, we <laughs> have some math workbooks because she asked for them. You know, she just never do them. And I think it was because she was afraid being wrong. And she went, then she went through like all these pages of her math workbook. And, and on, on the one thing, she like drew little arrows to show me how she got that answer. Like, cause it was like, you know, double digit stuff. And she's like, well, see, because these are like 10. So I, I put that and like, she's drawing little arrows, bullet journaling, if you will. She's bullet journaling. <laughs> her math workbook. But I was like, we're always telling kids that it's okay to fail, but we, do we ever really explain to them why? Yeah. And do we ever let them see us spectacular, spectacularly fail at something yeah. <laughs> or, or even do, or even do a bad job of failing at something. It doesn't <laughs> have to be spectacular, I guess. Um, yeah. And I think, I think homeschooling, one of the many benefits I see in homeschooling is it is, it, it can be an environment where that pressure for always having the right answer is reduced because in in school uh i mean there's there's research out there that that's that's saying kids in third and fourth grade are having anxiety attacks oh, yeah. um and such because of the the high pressure high stakes testing and the the focus on always having the wrong and the right answer and being afraid to raise your hand or even participate because out of fear of having the wrong answer so i think uh homeschooling can be a lot more failure friendly which is probably a good thing huh yeah i mean and this like third or fourth grade this this particular child of mine had only ever been in school for kindergarten and that's where she's getting this from. She And I remember her that year of kindergarten just being so stressed out if she didn't have a correct answer right away. Like it was like our first year of homeschooling was really just kind of her decompressing. It was like a lot of, you know, undoing of like school trauma. Basically, that was done. So and I, I was thinking about that, like and in school, too, they don't really have time. Like they could say, oh, well, no, that's not quite right. It's actually right. And sometimes they'll explain like because of this, this and this. But what we're not giving kids that chance to do is go back and think for themselves, okay, this didn't work. Why didn't it work? What can I change? Like we're kind of robbing them of that process. Like we'll let them be wrong once and then we'll tell them why it's wrong and what's right. But we don't let them 
figure that process out. And I, I was kind of talking to them about like metacognition, you know, like thinking about thinking. We were actually talking about, it was like, you guys should know a lot about this because of one particular show that they always watched. Um, actually, they still watch it on occasion. And my older daughter thought about it and she was like, Curious George. It's like, yes, George is a monkey. He's allowed to be wrong. But in the, in the TV show, if you've ever seen the cartoon, it, it walks you through his thought process and then it always turns out wrong, like the first go. And then it shows him like thinking back about what he did and then him like changing something and trying it. Like it really does like walk them through that. Pro- I was like, I'm like, it was okay for George and it's okay for you. Like that's actually how your brain works. That's just not for monkeys, folks. That's for everybody. <laughs> um, yes. Now, is this the old school Curious George or is there a Curious George reboot? The one on PBS. I don't know. Um, oh, my I, older I mean, one. I mean, I remember it. watching some Curious George back in in my young human days. Oh, so, probably not that one. No. Yeah, probably not. Probably not that probably. old. I'm gonna go like no on that one. <laughs> okay, burn. Um, <laughs> on the Nickelodeon, the no, not the Nickelodeon version. And I don't uh, mean the TV okay. show, like the TV okay. channel. I mean like the actual. I never liked Curious George. I don't. I never did either as a kid, but. I I mean, and that's that that he's the one with that that guy with the big yellow hat, right? Yeah. And that yeah. I mean, what? Yeah. What's the relationship with that monkey and that dude? I, I mean, I don't. Um, I never knew if they were a couple it's or it's weird. Oh, it, yeah. get, it gets weirder because like when even we were watching the show, I never liked the books as a kid either. I was like, mm, what is going on? The show is kind of weirder because like he'll send George to do errands, and we're like who sends a monkey to the pharmacy like this is a bad oh, idea oh man if i had a helper monkey um oh, he sends I him everywhere it... with just a note you know hoping for the best uh, maybe if i listen i, I could the, jeff's eye patch wooden leg and hook emporium could be open more if i had a helper monkey it's just Stuff a little spider monkey runs your little, errands for you. yeah just to just to sit there at the kiosk and uh and hand people the notepad at, at least when i'm not there yeah. that would be that would be good let me make a note to do that um so one of the problems with this fear of failure that i was reading about uh, a couple days ago um is that these these students who grow up who, who grow up in this system where they're afraid to fail. Um, some of them go and work in the sciences and the, the whole idea of the scientific process involves uh, failure because yeah. you have a, you have a hypo- hypothesis and you test it and it either turns out to, to be true or, or not. And, and so there are a lot of people working in research labs now that are befuddled when their results don't match their hypothesis, and so a lot of a, a lot of information that could that could be valuable information, even though they it didn't match their hypothesis, is getting it's getting uh, filed away and not published because they look like failures because their their hypothesis wasn't um, yeah. wasn't vindicated in their research and you get it right the so, first time. And so the, the quality of research done by 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 these these folks is is wanting um or or they're 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 twisting the results of their research to to find to make it fit yeah to to make it fit which is is bad research as as well just bad 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is also just not a good scenario. Just bad period. Um, so that's that's a that's a problem. People not they they carry that not only through their school years but often to the the work world as well. Yeah, well, I think like and that's, I mean it like like everything else. I think it just comes back to play because when you're playing, you're just messing around. You know, sure. like nothing is riding on how many times you build that tower. Nothing is riding on how many times you mix that mud pie how many times you try to make that parachute or whatever it is. And like, it's just creeping in and then it's only kind of made worse by the system. And I think that's why a lot of people are so hesitant to either get away from traditional schooling or even in their classrooms, like try something different. Well, what if I try this and it doesn't work? Okay, then it doesn't work. And the kids are only going to benefit by seeing saying like, oh, this doesn't work. Let's try something else. Everyone's uh, afraid to fail. A few minutes ago, you mentioned your erasable highlighters. Um, and is the need for erasable highlighters a a fear of failing at highlighting the right stuff or highlighting stuff in the right color? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I try to say the fear of failure, anxiety for the small things. <laughs> oh, if I, can't I highlight this completely, but if I highlight this wrong and can't fix it, and forty years from now, when somebody's somebody, some a historian is going through my my bullet journal, right? Like I'm going back through them at some point. Yeah, oh, I highlighted that wrong. Um, Sometimes it won't stick in my brain correctly if it's not highlighted. Correctly. If it's not highlighted, how do you highlight incorrectly? I don't know. Sometimes I'll highlight the wrong part or sometimes I'll highlight too much and I'm like, no, 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 that's too much. I uh -huh. have to pare that back. So then you, you have, have to, to erase a little bit of the highlight. Undo the highlighter. So, sometimes the color doesn't work. You got to switch uh -huh. colors of highlighter. So the erasable highlighter will take away the highlighter color, but not the thing you're highlighting? No, it won't take away the ink, just the highlighter. Huh. It's amazing. Amazing new world we're living in. Um, mm -hmm. Hey, Hey, listeners, I've just been welcomed to the to the 21st century. I had no idea such a thing existed. Um, how how could we um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but how could how can we help kids be more? How, how can we create environments that are more failure friendly for little humans? I think the key is just keep everything open ended. Like the second we say like a specific outcome is needed. Right away, we're already focused on the outcome. And uh, kids are, they're no different than other human beings. Believe this or not, they're, they're full-fledged people, not like almost people, like they're full people. Huh. And they're like no different than that. So, I mean, I know for me, like, especially with my, my little Monday group and everything, and even with my kids, there's just lots of open-ended materials. And I think they need to see us experimenting with them. They need to watch us, you know, like, oh, that didn't work and throw it out and start over. You know, yeah. we tend to just scream about, well, that's wasteful. Like, well, it's not if you learned something. And, and see, seeing seeing the adults in their world fail and not completely melt down yes. is is probably a, a good thing, whether it's uh, it's playing a video game or or cooking dinner um when when things don't go right for adults have have ha having kids have that role model of of adults who 
who can handle failure and and move on from it is probably probably a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was like one of the hardest parts of parenting for me when I realized that that was affecting my kids because I am pretty, if you couldn't guess by my highlighter situated situation, I I am kind of anxiety riddled a little bit of the time. So that was, you know, when I realized that 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 was affecting my kids because not only were like, they're like, oh, that's not good. Like then they're watching me. Not only are they afraid of their own failure, they're afraid of mine now because what's what's mommy's reaction going to be to that? That, you know, (laughs) oh no. So, you know, I had to get to the point where I'm like, well, this didn't work out, but this should be okay. Yeah. And just and kind next of time, retraining myself. Yeah. Next time we'll do it this way and maybe right. that'll be better. And if it's not the third time, we'll try it this other way. And yeah, and maybe that'll. Um, oh, and the other thing that they need, I mean, to quote Elisa Murphy thing is time. Sure. They need time. Like how often I would try like, oh, but it's open-ended, but you're on like a, like a timeline. You've only got this much time to do it. Sure. Like sure. now you're trying to think like, what, what do I want? How do I do it? Um, around here we're famous. Um, I think the last final lesson I needed to learn in that for it to sink in was uh, we made cake pops and we were supposed to make them like for a specific party, but we had never made them before. Mm-hmm. So like everything was going wrong. And, you know, I was not real good about not melting down about that. <laughs> you have to go to this party. <laughs> I wanted to bring these things. It didn't work. But at the end of it, I was like, okay. I was like, I set myself up for failure on that one. I was like, next time we try something new, we'll do it when it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's, they just made them again the other day. Cause it was just like a free day. Like that's, it was our baking day. So like, well, let's make cake. They're like, well, let's do this since we don't really need them for anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's some, some practice cake pops. Um, What is a cake pop? cake pops suck let me tell you they seem like the simplest thing they're the worst first you bake the cakes you have to mm-hmm. bake cakes okay then when like the just cake a regular baked, cake cake regular are we talking cake. talking like uh, uh angel food are we talking a sheet cake what kind of cake That's are we talking here? like a sheet cake okay like a sheet cake bake your cake and then when the cake is baked and cooled down you rip it to pieces and you throw it in a mixing bowl and then you mm. add some icing and you mix that all up until basically it's like a dough. Uh-huh. And then you roll all these little balls out. No uh-huh. comment. And then you stick your balls in the freezer. No comment. Uh-huh. For a while. So they get really cold. And then you have to dip them in candy melts. Like melted chocolate or whatever. Like you put the stick in them and then you dip them. And then you leave them out to harden. And then if you have to decorate them from there, you can extra decorate them. With sugar, with more sugar, decorate them with much, more sugar. Right. Usually oh, sure. like sprinkles or. So they, they should call them uh, type two diabetes. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, pops instead of cake pops. That would be, that would oh, be yeah. better. Cake balls uh, are the same thing. <laughs> without it, the it, stick. Without the stick. Yeah, we had that conversation. She's like, but I need sticks. I'm like, I don't know where the sticks are. I don't know if we have any sticks. She's like, but we need sticks. I'm like, you don't just make cake balls. But we're making cake pops. I'm like, it's the same thing minus the stick and she was like fine there's there's not a there's not a tree outside there's no toothpicks you don't have any pencils i mean i guess we could have well that's she went to our loose parts cart looking for things i was like do not use anything in the loose parts carts for actual food please 
There, there's, there's not a drawer in the kitchen with, uh, with uh, disposable chopsticks from ordering takeout. Um, We're out. Uh, uh, I, I am too, and I've got, I need some because I've got a project. Um, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a neighbor who's not, not picking up their, their dog oh, no. poop, and uh, I wanted to start leaving signs, and I didn't know how to display my signs, but I thought wooden chop disposable wooden chopsticks would be perfect i can just put them right lovely right right there so i've got to i gotta order uh order takeout so that i can can That's engage in my master chopsticks. plan yeah well, yeah on the <laughs> website i can order extra chopsticks so it'll it'll be perfect um did the the second batch of cake pops turn out better than the first um well they did them before this past time and they were pretty good um, this time daddy was home and was involved and added too much oil to the candy melts. Yeah. So they were too thin. And then they took them out of the freezer before they melted the chocolate. So the balls weren't cold enough to freeze the chocolate, like the candy melt on contact. So it was very runny and thin and just like puddled around the bottom. But I mean, she was a, she's like, oh, I think they weren't cold enough. And daddy messed up the candy melts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess I'll have to try again. Yeah, try. Oh, no more. No I more failed. I, what, what was the last thing you failed at? I I, I, I thought of one. Oh, this should be easy. Well, I'm going through, um, I'm taking algebra again with my niece. So we were doing functions and I thought I understood it and fail, fail, did not understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I um yeah I think I'd be a hard fail too um well I'm sure the niece will be able to explain them to you here in a couple of weeks it'll be all all worked okay. out huh oh I, sure I, I failed at mustard mustard greens the other day um like making uh, them yeah yeah I uh, went to the farmers market and my my farmers market produce lady convinced me I needed mustard greens if I'm going to live in the south. And I'm I like, I was just going to say, well, you do live in the south. Yeah, so I guess. yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay. And she's like, make them with bacon. I'm like, yes, I'll do that. Okay. Um, and so I I got them cleaned. Okay, because they can be kind of gritty, and you got to rinse them a whole bunch and everything to make sure you get all the all the grit out of them. I got that, and but I I overcooked them by by just a little bit a little bit, and then I forced Tasha to eat them anyway, and and. Yeah, uh, Saturday, I'll be going to the farmer's market again to get another batch of mustard greens so I can uh, try again. That was my- Did you saute big... it? Did you like, how did you make it? Well, I just love, yeah, yeah. We were sauteing them with the, with, the, uh, with the bacon and the cast iron skillet. And it just mm -hmm. got a little bit too hot for a little bit too long. And they were, they were, they were kind of almost blackened um, mustard, oh, okay. mustard greens. I don't really know how that would go right, so I'm trying to figure out how it would go wrong. How? What do you mean? How it would go right? It's bacon. It's it, the the mustard greens are are in essence a delivery system for the bacon and bacon grease. Um, it's, I don't like it, bacon mixed in with things, so I'm out on that one. <laughs> um, I don't know if this might be listeners. This might be my last episode with Carol. You, I mean. <laughs> What is really? better with That's bacon? What's on gonna it? do it? <laughs> what isn't better with a bacon? Bacon overpowers in? everything. I like it on a chicken sandwich, on a BLT, on a club. But I, I like don't, it on don't chocolate ice cream. Yeah, don't wrap my scallop in it. Don't you know, like no. 
Get out well, of here then. It just tastes like just bacon. Little, this is just just little hunks of this isn't like half a pig. This is just just I think I could taste bacon a mile away. And now I like eating it on its own, but no, I don't mm -hmm. like it mixed in things. Well, listeners, if you've got thoughts on bacon, send a voicemail or text to 228-363-6737. Um, if you don't, you're a big old failure. <laughs> so don't be afraid to fail. Make the call. <laughs> Look, listeners, if you're if you're scared of making an imperfect call or text to 228-363-6737, don't worry. It's an imperfect podcast, so nobody would notice. Um, that's a good uh, oh, Hey, whatever. Uh, um, hey, whatever. Let's not get any. Um, no, look, I love to hear from listeners. Um, that's why the line is there. Um, check out Jeff's eye patch, wind leg, and hook emporium. You can go online if you miss the big game, the Super Bowl. Um, you can go online and you can watch the uh, the 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 commercial that Johnny Depp did for Jeff's eye patch, wind leg, and uh, hook emporium. Check it out. Let me know what you think. If you've got thoughts on failure, let us hear them. Back soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.